Hello, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Take a Bite with Rice. Woo! I am your host, Rindal Sardina. I am a comm major at San Francisco State University. Um, let's see. I also work at Trader Joe's. Shout out to all my essential workers out there right now. And I brought along a few guests with me today. So if you guys could introduce yourselves. Um, my name is Thomas. I'm Rindle's boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I have a degree in business and uh, That's right. I work at Kaiser. <laughs> um, my name, I'm, I'm like, is it me next? Uh, my name is Julia. Um, I have a, I am Rindle's best friend. <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> Um, I have a degree in anthropology, and I am hashtag unemployed. We love that. We love that. Unemployment money, yes. Yes. <laughs> and this government. Cash um, love. My name is Joy. I am, Lib I am Rindle's Libra sister. <laughs> Balance. And I am a nurse, and I am awaiting my job to start. Love that, love that. <laughs> We're all essential workers, kind of. <laughs> Minus one. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to be talking about a film. It's called Her. You can currently watch it on Netflix right now. So Her is a 2013 film written, directed, and produced by Spike Jones. Theodore, who is played by Joaquin Phoenix, develops a relationship with Samantha, who is an AI, and she is voiced by Scarlett Johansson. So throughout the film, these two characters, they explore themes such as loneliness, intimacy, love, and relationships. And today we're just going to be looking through these themes of how they influence sexualities, gender, and communication. So let's dive right in. Wait, actually... Spoiler alert, because we are going to be talking about a lot of the scenes and the ending of the film. So if you haven't seen the film, please skip this. Or if you don't care about spoilers, then um, let's dive right in. So let's see what we got here. Okay, so the film Her, it appears to be asking the question, what would happen if a man fell in love with an artificially intelligent computer operating system? So would culture be willing to accept such a non-traditional romance? What do we think? Um, I think, yeah. I think uh, cultures in the future will be more accepting of it. It'll be more prominent, you know. Mm -hmm. Just how like, uh, you know, like gay marriage wasn't really accepted and now, now it's accepted, you know. It's just, it's one of those things. The relationships are always changing. Yeah, it's just going to be like another normalizing. At the end of the day, things are just going to get normalized. So, yeah. Do you think? Because I feel like people obviously still have issues with, I mean, I don't know how many people get married to like inanimate objects, but mm -hmm. and people, that's like kind of like a weird thing to do. And this kind of seems like, I mean, it is an inanimate object, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's I feel literally like... an AI system. There's no avatar. She's just a voice in the film. Yeah, I feel like maybe if, if you know how we're trying to like robots, like if it, if you can 
make it into a thing, then maybe people would be more willing to be okay with those kinds of relationships. But in terms of like what the movie presents, I, I'm not sure. Right. In my opinion, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, like probably within like the next 100 years, because even though we have like the same sex um, marriage legal now, um, mm-hmm. like there's still like a large majority of, well, not majority, but like a large portion of especially the United States and especially the rest of the world, too, that yeah. are still not accepting of it. And then if they're not accepting of like same gender of human, I'm like, yeah, like if they're not accepting like humans, like loving humans. It's like, it's kind of like a long shot to like see that the rest of the world is going to accept me falling in love with this OS. So, Mm -hmm. well, I just think it's interesting because it's like, there's written records of like, since there are like, so, okay, let me look, I'm like looking at this at a timeline in my head. So like there's written records of like, there has been like same sex marriages or like same sex interest, like back in the days. And that wasn't really shamed upon, but then like now that we're kind of more in an advanced society, people want to like regulate that so hard. So like, I feel like how would this like move forward into the future, especially now that I, cause I feel like I do see this kind of happening, not specifically with like AI, but like people are having relationships with like robots or like people do have relationships with like inanimate objects. Like, it's not just computers, it's just, like, other things, and they're like, yes, I am in love with this person, whatever, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like inanimate objects, you know, that's, or, like, any object, you know, if it doesn't, if it doesn't have a conscience, you know, conscious, like, mind, then I feel like mm-hmm. that's a little harder to get your head around, but I feel like if an AI, you know, is able to fully replicate, like, the human mind, I feel like it it would be more socially understandable, I guess. Yeah. I don't, but that's if, like, AIs are able to really get the mind right. Yeah. Sci-fi stuff. <laughs> My mind immediately went into this, like... I know, I was, like, thinking replic- about... <laughs> well, does replicating equal the same as consciousness, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. that, I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about that later in your questions but that's yeah like i know it's like i have a lot of questions on that i was about to say like we could bring that up like right that now, leads like, into the next thing though you know like what i said like can it replicate it and you're like you're right like replicating leads into the next question where can an os reciprocate those feelings right mm-hmm. oh, so yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so somehow cut that and then yeah like, oh, good that point, brings me to my next question yeah yeah, yeah. so that basically yeah yeah so that basically leads us to our next like one of our next questions is could the os reciprocate his feelings how would they perform sexual actions and just like not even just sexual actions but like there's just something different about like what humans experience in like physical relationships versus like how would you even how would you even have a relationship with ai like with technology something that's just like physically not there um i have some notes on here too yeah for me like that was like one of the more um unrealistic parts of the movie because i feel like the physical the physicality you know like they they were having sex and i just i for me i'm like how are they turned on how is he turned on at this point like you can say words up until so much but then like you need for (laughs) you need touch you know like there also needs to be a physical aspect so I guess that's that's hard for me to get my head around is 
with is it just like some software or is it an actual like tangible thing yeah like how would you even define like because i guess their whole thing here is like is it conscious like are you actually because like mind you like humans created ai so is it just designed to help like be there for you or is it actually how like is it actually its own person like can you develop a relationship with that I feel I mean, like it's oh go ahead sorry. go ahead no go ahead Jay. um well I just feel like it was more for the latter like the second because I wait no never mind I lost my chain of thought <laughs> go ahead <laughs> I mean I just feel like I mean in terms of like going back to your question of like can it replicate its feelings I think replicate yes right you see in the movie she feels whatever he feels mostly mm-hmm. because he's he's explaining it to her and also right she's talking about how she's reading all of these books and like whatever but I feel like it's never gonna be the same as like a human person having those feelings and then you have to like dig deeper into like okay is she conscious is she a conscious being um and like I mean I don't really know how you would define consciousness because that's a whole wormhole to go into right um Oh, sorry. Okay, that also brings me, like, I, I'm just remembering this one scene where they're on the beach, and he's, like, tagging her along in his little pocket, and then she writes this beautiful song, like, with a piano, and then he's like, oh, what is that, like, a song you made? And then he's like, or she's like, yeah, I'm just trying to, she said something really interesting about this is how it feels to be on the beach with you, like, laying with you. And it's yeah. like, you can't program, like, I can't even, yeah, I don't know. I, I just can't wrap my head around, like, you can't program that. Like, that's, that's a level of consciousness. Like, that's something that she said on her own. Like, this is how it feels to lay with you. And, like, you know. Yeah, because, like, maybe, like, the people that, like, produce the AI like they probably weren't really anticipating that people that actual humans would be falling in love and then like they would actually like build these kind of like relationships with um and then I was also wondering about like how when she said that she was talking to like 8,000 other people like does she also gaining her experience through all of those 8,000 people and then using it to evolve in a way yeah that Mm -hmm. one was also crazy like, yeah, is she finding like new ways to like love him because she loves the other 400 people or whatever I mean I think so right because she she asks or I mean at the beginning where they're like introducing each other she says something like oh well I'm just like a product of a million different personalities put together or something like mm-hmm. that you know and so I would imagine that she would take from like what other people are explaining to her what is love right because that's kind of what I mean throughout the movie what I saw I'm like he's basically explaining what all of these things feel like which I guess if someone explains it to you you could feel it theoretically mm-hmm. but um can I pause yeah, it really I, quick sorry like that's like your third question on here like what is love you know uh, yeah so like if you <laughs> wanted to like segue that in somehow yeah I oh I also forgot to orange. mention I have to I have to plug in like sources so I have like these things highlighted here in blue oh okay yeah 
so yeah so when you're what you're i don't know okay <laughs> no so what julie was talking about earlier like um you could even apply this so i think i read it from the journal article by troy jollymore this endless space between the words the limits of love and spike um jones is her it's a 2015 article so he basically put it like he put in this um test called the Turing test. So what it says here is that Turing's position is that if a machine gives the appearance of being intelligent, we should assume that is in that it is indeed intelligent. So like the Turing test was like from what I knew about the Turing test is you're talking to a robot, but you can't tell it's a robot, you know? Like that's how it passes the oh, Turing yeah, test. Yeah, yeah. Is if you're able to say you see this thing here and you think it's human and it's not, then it passes the Turing test. So that's like the same thing with the AI where you're talking to this AI and you know it's not human, but like. She sounds pretty damn human. Sounds yeah, pretty human, yeah. Pretty close, yeah. I see, okay. So, and then, which, which yeah. is her, right? Which is Samantha. She seems like she's getting it. She seems like she's understanding what he's feeling, what the world is like. So and not even I mean, just that. It's like also how he's acting too, because she even picked up the like the yeah the sighing. We'll talk yeah, about that later. So, <laughs> he was so pressed about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> also like one of our later questions. Like everything, yeah, everything just ties in together. Yeah. So you so okay. So what's the? I have like a question here. Um, also from the same article from uh, Jolly Moore. Um, I just pulled it because I thought it was very interesting. So he had a question. He was like, has Samantha been programmed to feel or to stimulate having feelings? And how are we to distinguish between these two possibilities? It's like how, like, we know that we designed, humans have designed this thing. So it has been programmed to feel. But then you also talk about, like, Samantha fell in love with, like, 800 other 200 whatever amount like a lot of other people not just um theodore so it's like how can we how can we like differentiate like the different relationships that she has with like all these other people and she doesn't even just have relationships with um with humans but i think she also mentioned that she has relationships with other ai which i thought was very interesting because i'm like what <laughs> yeah that's also like an interesting thing because she uh she told Arthur that like she was talking to Alan Watts, like a philosopher, and um, yeah, and you could tell like we're gonna we're gonna conversate post verbally, you know, and like as a human hearing that, you know, it's kind of like, well, we're totally not the same at all, you know, like you think like this person's a human, but then they're like, oh, I'm gonna talk post verbally, yeah, mm -hmm. like how, what does that even mean to us, you know? Uh, I feel like that was also an interesting part in the movie. The yeah. same part where he's hanging out with um paul like that the guy who works at his work with uh -huh. him and the girlfriend oh, yeah, the, like the receptionist like, yeah when they're yeah. when they're doing like their double date and then samantha starts talking about oh yeah you know you i'm like ever expanding i'm never gonna die like i don't have a human body which is good <laughs> for me you know and they're and like <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they were all so shocked. They were like, "Well, thanks. I know it sucks." To I'm be glad to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mortal life that I'm living. God. 
That's all that means. But um, let's see. So in the beginning scene, Theodore is setting up his OS system in which it asks whether he would have his OS system in a male or female voice. So Theodore selects the female voice and then the system proceeds to ask him a very specific and I felt like it was a very personal question. I'm like, why would you ask that? So the so, so the system asks, how would you describe your relationship with your mother? And it was just totally random. It was like, it didn't even ask like anything else. It was just like with your mother. And then the system cuts him off before he could even finish in the scene, if you guys remember. So what- I mean, oh, I was gonna say, yeah. I don't think it's a weird question at all. I feel like, there there's i mean i feel like people always say like the relationship you you have with your mother is the relationship you have with other women or other whatever you know so um i feel like that he doesn't even know how to describe the relationship with his mom right in the scene he's like well uh, mm -hmm. it's okay it's like well, whatever um so i feel like I don't know. I didn't think it was a weird question. I'm like, oh, that would make sense if I'm trying to have something that's supposed to help me in my life. Then I guess it would be something like my mom. I don't know. I feel yeah. like they were trying to gauge on like what was lacking in his relationship with his mom because he said something like, oh, um, she wasn't very like emotionally available to listen to what I had to say. And then with just that little snippet of what he said, that's why like the OS is like, he cut him off. He's like, okay, well, it's ready to start because everybody knows that that's what Samantha should be doing for him to, like, mm -hmm. give him that emotional availability. Yeah, well, like, just speaking on, like, the roles that women play, right, like, people, like, I've heard that, um, that quote before, like, you can tell a lot by a man with the relationship um, he has with his mother, and I just feel like that puts a lot of what would the word be like I just a lot of like pressure on both women and men like women as like mothers like if I have a son I have to raise him this way yada yada versus like when you're a man it's like oh do you have a good relationship with your mother or a bad relationship like what does that say of you and I feel like people just judge you on just that alone you know I mean I feel like rightfully so though you know I feel like it does play a role like, if you have a good relationship with your mother, you know, then you're seeking out different types of relationships with women, as opposed mm -hmm. to having a bad relationship, then you're seeking out, you know, different, different types of relationships for different relationships. <laughs> and I think, I think Joy made a good point of, you know, it was trying to, like, see what was missing in his life, right? And if, mm -hmm. and if you look at Samantha throughout the movie, she is very, like, Oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. That I, you know, that must have really hurt your feelings. Like she's very, um, it's it's almost kind of motherly. Like she's always very reassuring of like, how are you feeling? And I know that's like a relationship that's thing, true. but now that Joy said like, oh, it's you know, trying to fill all these voids. I'm like, it makes sense. Now I, I feel oh. like that's also like what he was lacking in his. What was his ex's? name Catherine that really yeah because yeah, yeah. like even when like he introduced like hey this is my new girl and it's just like she didn't even try to like like think of his emotions and then she was just immediately like no I'm judging you about it so yeah oh we're gonna get into that later that's that's a whole nother thing. sorry I keep jumping ahead <laughs> <laughs> no no it's okay um, 
Yeah, no, I just think it's weird. Like, we judge a lot by what people, like, the relationships, the, the relationships that we have with other people, your family. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled on my words. I don't know what I'm saying. So, we hear Scarlett Johansson's voice characterize the OS system, who is Samantha. So, therefore, the system is inevitably a her. So, is it fair to assign a gender to an operating system? Like, what do you guys think? Yes. Because <laughs> you choose it. So. so, you can choose whatever you want it to be. And if you want to choose it to be a woman, it can be a woman. If you want it to be a guy... It's a guy. If you want it to be a dog, it can be a dog. You know, you choose. It's your operating system. What if I want a guy who's more feminine or a guy or a girl who's more masculine? I'm sure yeah. you can ask that. I'm sure like in the questions they ask. You like, know. Can you give me like a lower voiced woman? <laughs> I mean, I think it's like just to like make you whatever makes you feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. You Do you guys also? Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was okay. saying, what I what I also thought about was okay if we're saying technically these aren't real people, so we're giving them genders. Like, how do like people like how do gay people interact in that? Right? Yeah. Because like, what if I just I don't know? Maybe it just naturally gravitated towards like I I don't know I I don't know I just I think there was a gay relationship between um. Amy Adams' character and her AI or her OS. There was. Yeah. Oh, okay, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure like it's not like exclusive or anything. Or it's not like excluding any um like any... creeds or like yeah sexualities mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's just whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I was just about to say that like, not that it's unfair to assign a gender, but it's also like gender is a whole spectrum it's not just like binary it's not just like there's a woman and a man it's like how as a design or if you were creating this ai like how would you be able to encapsulate like that whole spectrum like some people are just like you know like what julia said i'm like i feel more comfortable talking amongst like a man who has like a feminine touch to him who's a little bit more sensitive or like you know a woman who has a deeper voice like joy said so i mean i feel like if anything you know like us like assigning like a gender or like like a sexuality to the ai is us trying to interface with the ai you know like i'm sure the ai doesn't care (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's more it's more like humans caring and then it's like, I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird subject. That, yeah, that is a weird, it's weird because it's like. like at, the, at the end of the day, who cares what we care, what the AI is? I don't know. Yeah, no, what I think is weird is like when you're first beginning, like when you're first starting this out, it's like you care, but then it turns into this conscious person. Like, I don't get that. <laughs> but I also think that the AI. It's built has- for you. Well, like, because when, um, when, like, uh, Samantha, she was, like, picking out a surrogate and stuff, she, like, definitely picked a woman. So, like, doesn't that kind of mean that, like, they, she, like, the AI also, like, tries to fill into, like, the gender norms of whatever the person chose in the beginning? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that's the AI also trying to, like, 
become human. Sorry. Become, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also think like, um, you know, Rendell, you were saying like how, how, how does a programmer put that into like code, right? Of like, oh, well, this is a spectrum. But at the beginning, mm -hmm. right, she says like, um, she says, oh, I have intuition or and I'm ever evolving right which is what kind of gives her that edge of like I can learn all of these things I can absorb all of these things and then they become me so I feel like if you know like if you as the owner I mean as the also what about that that's a weird thing of like I own this thing yeah I, I said it but I then I was like oh that's kind of like a like this is yeah. the thing that I have. I don't know. That's kind of. I weird bought this operating system. <laughs> That's also weird. We're like you're like assigning a gender to the operating system, but the operating system is it's clearly its own thing. You know, like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead of like it goes against like what we think. Like you don't want to assign gender to like a child, you know, because that child's its own thing. Yeah. So it's weird that we want to assign gender to this. To this thing that yeah. we don't really. Yeah. 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 I just, yeah. I also just feel like it's crazy because, yeah, that was a good point that you made, Julia, that um, she's ever evolving. So it's like, what does that say? What does that have to say about us humans? Like, we're still very like, oh, what's a gender spectrum? Like, I thought there were only two. It's like, are we behind on like evolution? And it's like, is sexual, because like, people think that sexualities is like, just a human. What's that word? Like, um, like a human concept but a human not. concept like a human made concept like time you know like time is just like a social concept but mm -hmm. like do we like i don't know do do we think that like sexualities is evolutionary or is it i don't know um i guess to a certain degree yes because i mean if we're thinking about evolution right like um one big thing about Darwinian evolution is that it happens not necessarily because it's like the best thing. It just happens because it's the best thing for the environment, you know? Mm -hmm. So obviously if you're like, I mean, in the world that we live in today, like you were saying, like, are we behind? No, because Samantha homegirls in OS system, she could have all <laughs> the information in the world, right? To think about, uh, what is it you know I mean for the most part us as humans ignorance is what really gets us for the most part mm. but I'm thinking like in terms of evolution um I I'm not necessarily sure that it that sexuality is like something that it accounted for but it happened because of the conditions that we were in you know yeah if that makes sense yeah, yeah. and I think I also had a question later on here where it's like it touches on like, is sexualities like a human? Is it only for humans? Like, does sexualities also belong to AI? You know, because I feel like we're we're not like looking at animals like, oh, that dog is definitely homo. Like, no. <laughs> like we only <laughs> like we only characterize humans like as having sexualities, and then all of a sudden, like the film brings up the fact that like oh ai you can be you know you can be along the spectrum just like um with amy adams thomas that you mentioned and the thing about amy adams um her 
her AI, what's her name, like Ellie or something, she said mm-hmm. that she first belonged to Charles, her husband, mm-hmm. and he left her behind. And then all of a sudden, they were like a thing. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I guess. I get, it says, do a do do OS systems have sexual preferences? Do they care? Yeah. Right. That's well, that's weird because like, what does an AI have sex? Like, does it need to have sex? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, does it? <laughs> and also, I'm like, okay, evolution, right? The idea you want to have as many offspring as you can. I mean, obviously. It, Where's the I mean. <laughs> Where's the offspring? It would, where's the offspring? <laughs> it's in, in your mind. In a way that it's like, obviously, like, same-sex couples, they can adopt children, and, like, you know, that's, like, kind of the way that they spread their seed. But then it's, like, in AI, obviously, like, you, like, that can't be, like, Samantha, as your mother, would not work for, like, a child, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be really weird like concept of like oh we're gonna have children together but it's not really like I don't know that's probably what she wanted when she got the surrogate because usually surrogacy is for like to have an offspring like for like same-sex relationships or um like if the woman could not produce the child so maybe she really was trying to be that electronic mommy <laughs> to that future child that sounds like a rave name electronic mommy that's my new username <laughs> call me electronic mommy oh, name of title of my podcast electronic mommy, mommy. um but like going back to your thing of like sexuality is just like a human thing um i don't do we know of any animals that have same sex anything I could right not that remember. i know of. i could kind of remember like reading something about like i'm one I, other species that does but i just can't think of it off the top of my head yeah i feel like there is let me look it up i think there but, is yeah so i mean i don't think sexuality is exclusive to humans mm-hmm. i think it's ex- exclusive in the way that we think about it because i don't think any other animal would be would at least comprehend what the hell we're doing yeah right so like humans are like to like animals you know anything that's like organic yes sex makes sense but if it's like not organic does it matter you know that's the that's the problem well i mean it mattered to samantha didn't it because she was like we're not having sex anymore we're not like when he was like distant from her right she was like what's wrong we're not having sex anymore and she also talks about how after they have, you know, their sex, she's like, you awoke something in me. Like you, you, whatever, awoke. I don't, I don't think that was right. <laughs> Grammar. Awoke. <laughs> you awoke. <laughs> in my digital loins. <laughs> in my digital loins, you know. Um, because right in that moment, I feel like that's where she becomes more, most human. Or like, that's where she kind of morphs into like, okay, well we we had our sex now mm-hmm. we're gonna build this relationship or whatever yeah. you know yeah. so just m- moving this along so this oh, film oh. oh yeah yeah oh yeah i just um i'm reading an article from bbc and it also does go into like the whole darwinism 
thing that you're talking about. And then they said that, I don't know if, there, if this is the only other species, but they're talking about a Japanese macaque, which is like a primate looking animal. Um, the female um, mounts another female. You can see oh, it there. So yes. <laughs> so there are other species. Um, I don't know if this is the only other one, but I'm assuming that there will be more. And I, okay, nice. and then continue. <laughs> and that's the answer. So sexuality <laughs> is not exclusive to humans. <laughs> humans are like that. Technically, humans are animals. Us. I so, know. Yeah, I'm like, we, we ain't that special. <laughs> yeah. Dolphins not have, only have sex for fun. That part. That too. Dolphins like, also do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Puffers, yes. <laughs> oh, and turtles. Turtles eat jellyfish. Domestic sheep high. also have same-sex okay. preference. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay so, yeah. Continue. Let's continue. So, next. What's your next right, question? So, so, getting back onto topic here. So, this film was released in, like, the wake of uh, the Defense of Marriage Act, ruled by the Supreme Court, which I need to, I, probably, I should probably check that again. So, basically, the Defense of Marriage Act, it was a federal law, um, that was ruled unconstitutional later on. So it basically defined marriage for federal purposes as the union of one man and one woman. And it allowed states to refuse to recognize same-sex marriages granted under the laws of other states. So basically we could read this film as like an allegory for non-traditional non-traditional unions. So um, I read something here, it says, if a man can love a man, why can't a lo why can't a man love a computer? It's certainly preferable to Pat Robertson. He's a former Republican presidential candidate. So he fears that same sex rights will lead to protection for someone who likes to have sex with ducks. And that basically just brings me into my um He's more than like a former Republican presidential candidate. Like he's like a fucking like the leader of a like a really like anti LGBTQ, like anti almost everything oh like he's like super hardcore conservative yeah like you Ew. shouldn't say you shouldn't just say he's like a former republican <laughs> like, okay, say so, he's currently yeah. okay still so, fucking with people yeah, so jk cut cut pat robertson <laughs> is super anti lj 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 sounds like yeah. a name so <laughs> Steve Johns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut this too all to a B-roll and be like, Tip Apple. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so Pat Robertson, he's super anti everything. All all good things that we are as a human. He's anti-LGBT, anti what else was he? He's hardcore but, conservative. Hardcore. Cool. Super religious. See, yeah, he was he was basically saying like oh, like, if we keep protecting same-sex rights, this is just going to lead to, like, an open, an open field about, like, oh, now that's just going to be, like, oh, people can have sex with, like, animals, or, like, people can just have sex with, like, a tree, whatever. And then this reminded me of a theory that I took um, from a philosophy class that I took last semester. So the theory is called the wisdom of repugnance. And it basically states that a revulsion, which means a sense of disgust and loathing, 
is not an argument, but we are rightfully repelled by such events or activities. So examples of these like such um, events and activities could be like incest, bestiality, and in our case, us um, like having sex or relationship with a computer. So I, don't know, I was gonna say like there's always gonna be people that are like, oh like, like let's keep it the way it is, you know? Like that's kind of like what people have been doing. Like let's keep marriage between a man and a woman, you know? And I feel like as a society, society is always progressing. And mm-hmm. eventually, there everything's going to become acceptable. So and there's always going to be detractors, but they're going to be left in the past. Yeah. yeah. Well, that also reminds me because um, we so in one of our textbooks, it's called "Queer: A Graphic History" by Barker and Scheel. Um, there's like an illustration. It's called the Charmed Circle, and it's by she's a yeah, her name's Gail Rubin, and she basically just illustrated, like, so in this circle, like, inside is, like, oh, like, the good, acceptable behaviors of sex, so, like, things, things like, oh, um, not same-sex marriage, like, opposite-sex marriage, so between a man and a woman, private sex, like, having sex in the bedroom, or, like, having sex is only for the bedroom and only for, like, the person that you're married to, so you can't even have like um, like casual sex. And then like on the outside of that like good acceptable behavior is like basically the opposite of all those like activities. And it's like, I, I guess what basically what she was trying to point out is that like, like what you said, like people are always going to comment on like the things that we do. Like what does that have to say about like people who are sex workers or like people who work who basically like uh, I don't know how to word this like good like profit off of sex like sex is their job you know yeah like what would you say about like only fans or like I mean I think we always I mean we always want to put people in boxes, right? Like, again, one thing that about humans that puts us at such a disadvantage is that we, one, are reluctant to change and two, are really ignorant about things that we don't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, you're talking about, like, the circle. What did you say it was called? The, the Good Charm Circle the Char- by the Gail Ch- Rubin. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm thinking about um, in one of my anthropology classes. We talked about, like, purity versus like unpure or like the way that she describes it is purity and danger but Mary Douglas she's an anthropologist but she talks about how like anything that we don't we can't like segment into categories we're just like oh automatically that's like dirty that's unpure that's unethical so like in terms of you know sex work it's like obviously we still are in this circle of like monogamy you should only be having sex with one other person or you should only be having sex with your partner or whatever um but I think like I mean to a certain degree like I feel like oh how am I trying to say this like people who mm, I need to get my thoughts together hold on (laughs) cut 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 cut. is it yeah (laughs) is it okay if I comment on a little something yeah. That, yeah, that brought me to something. So um, I feel like I know what you're trying to say because I also just thought of it and I'm like, wait. 
Oh, okay. So my whole, like, I don't know if it's a question or comment, but like, who the hell thought like, this is what normal, like sexual behavior is, or like, this is what a normal relationship should look like. Like, who the hell like, said that this was okay. This is like, it's a Bible thing. Yeah, and then Adam and then versus yeah, versus like because like you see it like again like you see like people people have been like polyamorous like they've shared like prostitution's been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. I feel like like politics just ruins fucking everything. Always trying to put rules, laws, regulations on everything. Well, I mean, I think too if you want to like think about that right like thomas said it's like religion obviously plays a really big role in the way that we think about things and even if you like think about the future and what like if we say os systems are going to be partners for people think about what all the religious people are going to say yay let's get back into it okay so there's this one scene where paul he he's played by chris pratt um and he's the receptionist at the place that theater works at where he's like writing letters and stuff so he's always like complimenting him on his like oh you have such like beautiful like I just love the way you write like it's so soft it's so sensitive like you're a sensitive dude and he basically describes Theodore as like a part man part woman and then he's like there's an like I know that there's an inner part in you that's just a woman and he's and like he's like you should take it as a compliment so like my question here is like I feel like and I'm guilty for this too right like I feel like we place a lot of gender on traits like we characterize a lot of um yeah like we characterize a lot of human traits as like it's either very like feminine or like masculine so yeah like what's up with that I mean I think throughout a lot of the movie I think they're trying to show like duality of things and um like it's really funny that when Paul says this like you're part man part woman I had already thought that in my head of like (laughs) oh he's really sensitive or he's very like I don't want to say needy but he just seemed very like I just want someone to hold me, (laughs) like, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, even, like, I mean, he just seems very fragile to me as a person, and I don't know if that's because he had, like, feminine qualities or he was just, like, really sad, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. I was, like, I feel, that's why I felt guilty, because I'm, like, I also do the same where I'm, like, I don't know if you're just heartbroken and needy or if that's, like, a feminine trait. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. say, like, girls are needy, and which is total bullshit, of course. But it's <laughs> so, it's so like, like, socially, it's like, like what I, yeah, there was this, there's this word that we learned in my sexualities and com class, but I'll plug that in later. So, <laughs> um, that was like one of the more like annoying parts to me about the movie was not that like he seemed like feminine, it was just more like he just seemed kind of like sad. He was just wallowing in his feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, that would be, like, kind of messed up, like, if, he, like, people see him as being sad and needy as more feminine. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. But, I mean, I didn't yeah. really see him as feminine. I just saw him as 
so mopey and annoying. <laughs> yeah, like before, like Paul said that, I was just assuming that he was, I just saw him when he was, I just saw like his like handwriting, handwritten letters. I just saw it as he was just really good at his job because he's been doing this for years for writing for both men and women. So I just mm. thought that he grew from, he grew like his thoughts from that, but through his experience. But when Paul started mm -hmm. to mention that, that's when I started to think about it throughout the rest of the movie. And yeah, like it felt forced it. in there. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh, like we really do. And like, again, like, do you guys ever catch yourself like, oh, that guy's like so feminine. Like, yeah, for sure. Masculine, you know? And it's like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like that's total bullshit because it's so, it's like that whole thing like, oh, men are from Mars, girls are from Venus. I, it's just so yeah. like limiting, you know? Like you're just identifying I mean, someone I, and it's like, they're in a box. Like, that's, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm thinking about this now that I feel like they put that in because they wanted Paul to represent what a lot of people think, right? Mm. Of like, oh, if you are very like, you know, he, he, he thinks that he's really like sensitive and lovey-dovey because of these letters, but he tells him, right? He's like, they're just letters. They're not anything. Yeah. They're just letters that I'm writing. And, you know, in the movie at some point, you when when he goes to that museum and he's they're watching the the family sitting down you know when they're talking like oh i don't think that's their dad i think that's a new relationship and yeah like the they were like right? judging yeah they were yeah. and it wasn't judging they were observing right and samantha yeah. even tells him like oh you're really observant like i didn't expect that of you and it's like oh okay and he's just like oh you know i just i don't know i'm kind of receptive and i feel like I think traditionally, right, that kind of feels like intuition, like, oh, I just kind of know, I have a feeling that, like, that's mm. probably not their dad, and, you know, I feel like intuition is always something very, like, seen as something feminine. Yeah. I've been super into yeah. the tarot. Women's I've been intuition. Super, yeah, you know, like, I've been super into tarot, and, like, all the tarot cards that have something to do with intuition are, like, the queen of cups, like, you know, these women yeah. who are, like, oh, you know, follow your mom, follow, like, all of these things, and I feel like he does have feminine qualities that are beyond just, like, oh, I'm sensitive, but mm -hmm. I don't think you, like, pay attention to them as much as, like, you pay attention to someone being, like, oh, you're part man, part woman, because you write sappy love letters. Yeah, I feel like with the current state of, like, our, um, just, like, our society, like, there's a lot of, like, more trans people coming out, like, do you think that we'll ever move away from, like, gen, like, characterizing traits as, like, just, like, these binary genders? Like, do you think we'll ever be, like, they're just the person they are, you know? They're not, like, oh, that's feminine, that's masculine. Well, I think, like, I mean, I think I have more issue with, like, women and man versus feminine and masculine, right? Because it's, like... Mm -hmm you can be a, a guy and have feminine energy. Like, I, again, right, this tarot shit has me all kinds of... <laughs> but, like, you know, you, they always say, they're like, oh, you don't have to be a man. This is just, like, masculine energy that I'm feeling. So mm -hmm. I don't really think that, like, that duality of, like, feminine and masculine, I don't think that's something that is necessarily problematic other than people being, like, you're a dude, you're supposed to act this way. Or like, you're yeah. a girl, you're supposed to act that way. Yeah. 
I want to hear from Thomas because I know that people always characterize you as feminine. What's your opinion on <laughs> What's that? that? What's that look for? <laughs> I'm I'm saying, I ain't trying to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, just like looking at this all, right? Like, do you think it's total bullshit, or like, what do you like? What do you agree with here? Like, what does it bother you? Um, I don't know, not really. I mean, I always just felt like I was always acting like me. I never really think about like mm-hmm. I'm acting like feminine or masculine, you know. <laughs> I'm just doing what I want to do. Um Right. And I feel like that's a lot of what people at the end of the day believe. Like, I don't really care. Like this is just who yeah. I am. So it's like why do we do that? Yeah. So listening to this it, it was like the cast, they were on a New York film festival kind of thing and then um like one of the interviewers he asked the director I'm pretty sure he was like oh how do you cast a man's inability to be intimate so he's basically commenting on like Theodore's desire for a connection and relationship and that like that was I don't know I just thought that was very interesting because I feel like a lot of the movies that we watch with like male characters are very um yeah like what we believe to be is masculine like oh like they play in action films they're very like I'm a tough guy I'm gonna go save my girl or whatever you know like very like stereotypical freaking traits and then here we have Joaquin Phoenix writing letters love letters I don't know I just feel like mm-hmm. what like how does that define what makes a man and also vice versa like what makes a woman? Like, does that change our definition? Or is there, like, there's really no universal definition either. Of man and woman? Like, yeah. for gender constructs, or? Yeah. Or, like, let's just focus on, like, like, our society, right? Like, U.S. Like, American society. Um... I feel like, you know, like, man, you know, penis, woman, vagina, right? Like, <laughs> that's so you can break it down, right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like the question he asked doesn't really have to do with, like, the definition of a man or a woman. I think, like, what it's alluring to is more like, you see a lot of stories like that about women, of, like, mm-hmm. women who who are going, like, I, what other movie have you seen other than, like, 500 Days of Summer about a dude who's really sad about the, some woman <laughs> who doesn't love him anymore? Like, yeah. you know? The Notebook. Like, nah. <laughs> I mean, the, the Notebook has a happy ending. I don't yeah. that's, you know, and it's just, you know, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this story, you know, the desire in a relationship isn't really something you see in movies and it's not and it I mean at least in the men in my life it doesn't really ever seem like that's something that they openly share you know of like oh I, I want some connection with somebody yeah so so that I, was, I mean, oh, I mean sorry. no sorry go ahead yeah um that was like a major problem I had with the movie <laughs> it was just because I feel like as a guy it was not representative of like how I felt you know and I don't know it just yeah. it's it seemed yeah just something not not something that I would do and I don't know if it's just because like I'm different but I don't know yeah 
yeah yeah that's why i just thought it was weird that he asked that question because it's like again like he's stereotyping all men like what men are just incapable of feeling intimate or like feeling you know when you like see like the movie like well like because intimacy in itself it's not just like relationship like sexual relationship um wise it's also intimacy also involves like just normal relationships with like human interaction and then Mm -hmm. when we could see how he's able to have intimacy with um amy and then also with like just observing like random strangers and being able to like put himself into their shoes and try to think of how you know like how they are like um, in like their whole lives. I feel like he does have the abil- ability to be intimate in that way. It's just the, um, the one that the interviewer is trying to focus on is just in the really, I don't know, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, I just say that like he's able to be intimate, but just not relationship wise. And then I feel like I'll, I also noticed that like one of the reasons is because Almost no one is intimate in the whole um, in the whole story. Also, because everyone, like literally every single scene of him in the beginning, um, walking through the streets, coming from work, is like everyone is literally on their phone, like or whatever, or like just like listening and talking to like the the OS and the earphones. So yeah, yeah, you see that at the beginning, even like um, when he's like walking to work or whatever, you see just kind of like a lot of people who are interacting like even at the beach I noticed like oh everybody's with somebody else except for him and then towards the end of the movie you see everybody just like talking to themselves almost like yeah. oh, you know they're like chilling hanging out having this conversation which I thought was interesting um but yeah I yeah I don't know I feel like it also explored like I don't because I've always defined like intimacy as like someone that you sh- something that you share with another person but I guess like seeing all those at least from this movie right like seeing all those moments where he's just by himself that's also a form of intimacy you know like how can you how can you be intimate with yourself like how can you be comfortable with yourself your feelings your thoughts Mm -hmm. like I don't know yeah what I'm also thinking is um you know, obviously intimacy comes in more than just having like sex or touch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like one, one thing that we talk a lot about is like emotional intimacy, right? Like be, having that connection with somebody. And mm-hmm. that's like the one thing that Samantha doesn't really understand. Right. Because yeah. she thinks that she, like, she's like, yeah, I am in, in love with all of these people because I'm more complex than you because I'm, I can have all these conversations. Right. But it's like, then she doesn't, then there isn't like the value that we hold as humans with, right. With the emotional, like you are mine. like she says, you know, like you're mine, you're mine. And she says, I'm yours and not yours. Like yeah. she says something she, like that at the end. Yeah. Right? She, literally, she, she literally shot on his heart. <laughs> yeah. And she said, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you, but I'm also in love with, like, two billion people. With two billion people. And I'm a better being than you, so. Exactly. And I will live forever. Yeah. Uh, That's why I'm, like, you know, she she can feel all these things. She can feel all these things, but 
to understand them on that level is not the same as like a human connection, right? Or it's not the same as like me and you understanding what that means. So I guess that answers that qu- that question that we had earlier about is she programmed to have emotions? Yeah. Yeah. I guess she is. But that's like a whole nother thing. AI, AI programming. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe, I mean, obviously like AI, OS, whatever, that shit is so complicated on its own, but it's complicated in a different way than like us as people. Like throughout the whole thing, I was like, I mean, this is just showing that people are just super complex in in like the really niche kind of way that only humans can understand yeah you know and like because every time he talks about like his relationship with Catherine and like all the flashbacks you see right I'm like oh that shit is so beautiful (laughs) like oh my god you know Loki almost cried I was like oh oh, it's just so sweet yeah that's exactly (laughs) how I like picture things you know of like people I love I'm like oh Oh, yeah. Beautiful. You know, and you know, what was, oh, I don't know what I was reading, but something was like, oh, it might have been um, the article by Troy Jallimore. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he says something like, oh, in love, you have to think about the idea that love contains the past, the present, and the future, and it contains with it, like, hopes and dreams of what your life will be like with somebody mm-hmm. and I was just thinking like damn you know like in terms of like Samantha like she she has a past to a certain extent but nothing before the her and turned her on and whatever and like and we they don't talk about like and she think about what the future will look like for any of them but um I was just like, that shit is complicated. That shit is not real. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what we learned, love is complicated, y'all. Not love, people. People. Love Love is complicated because of people. Love is complicated because of people. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) That's correct. I I freaking almost cried at the end where he says, oh, I've never loved anybody the way that I love you. And then she's like, me too. But now we know. I was like, okay, that's sweet. That hurt. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Okay. Well, that's a, this is a good note to end on. Mm 